0: Welcome back to Global LPG Conversations. My name is David Afton. I'm Vice President at Argus Media, covering LPG. And today I'm joined by my colleague and friend, Peter Wilson. Hi, Pete. How are you? Hi, David. Yeah, all good here. Thank you. And um, Pete is the editor of International LPG based in London. And I want to say, Pete, was it three, four months ago we had a good chat about what was going on in the European market? About yeah, that? yeah, that's right. Yeah, not, not too soon after the turn of the year. Right, and um, obviously, a lot of things have happened since then. Um, we thought it'd be useful to check back in and do a bit of a review on what's been going on. Yeah, at the turn of the year, it was a bit of a turning point for, as I remember, for the Northwest European market, is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. As we moved um, from uh, 21 to 22, the Northwest European uh, propane market, it sort of it tipped bearish at that point um, as arbitrage into the region opened up from from the US which is uh, the world's largest LPG exporter and also our region's swing supplier. Factors in play back there if you don't recall David were um, easing of concerns over stock supplies uh, in the US and that's basically saw US prices plummet and that opened up a uh, profitable trade
0: moving products into Europe. Right, yeah. And I do recall because, of course, that's somewhat unusual as we generally see Asia Pacific as the, the premium market. Um, so, flows yeah. picked up from the, the US and then what happened next?
1: Right, So, normally, European imports from the US, they sort of uh, follow a feast or famine uh, regime. And that is, you know, the, the arbitrage swings open. Suddenly, loads of ships are booked on that route that would have otherwise, as you correctly say, would have gone to Asia. That's the normal destination. So, a flurry of cargoes don't go to Asia. They come to Europe. And that has the effect of uh, really dampening prices uh, on our side of the equation. And then that, of course, soon shuts the arbitrage and chokes further flows. And um, this choking off of US cargoes over time then sees European prices rise again and the cycle sort of continues over and over. But uh, this time around, you know, it opened uh, just before we we last spoke um, earlier in the year. And this caused a massive uptick in arrivals to Europe. And then it just kept on happening. (laughs) They kept on arriving and, uh, you know, the the import numbers, they're they're quite something. We hit a 14-month high back in December, end of last year, of around 540,000 tonnes. And since then, flows have have almost averaged this number. We're averaging just below half a million tonnes per month. And for comparison, just to put that in context, the comparison, uh, it is quite stark. Across 2019 to 2021, monthly flows averaged two hundred and ninety thousand. so we've gone from just under 300 kt being normal and now that, that's your feast famine and that's where big variations happen month to month up and down up and down but it averaged it out at 300 kt and now we're averaging almost almost 500 kt big change
0: yeah that's, that's really a big change and obviously it's been relatively sustained so so what has changed there
1: so first I mean, to help to answer that question, I'll give you the numbers because it's, you know, the prices that have dictated these flows. And then I'll try to explain, you know, the fundamentals on the different sides of the equation, you know, how they've contributed to those prices being favourable to do this. By by an open ARB, I mean basically that prices for loading fob propane plus the cost of transporting it to Northwest Europe are below the prices of delivered Northwest European assessments. So it sort of leaves some profit on the table for moving this cargo. If you look at 2021 as a full year, sorry, not as a full year, we're not not quite there yet. So 2021 to about this period, so early June, moving cargoes on that route would have lost you money by about $3 a tonne. On average, you know, there was profitable moments, non-profitable moments, but on average it would have lost you $3 a tonne. But January to date this year, that has on average offered positive returns to the tune of around seven dollars
0: per tonne. Okay interesting so we've seen effectively uh, a ten dollar swing in terms of uh, bringing your products from the US to, to Europe and okay so that's the that's the numbers and that's I guess in in many ways the most important thing but really what we kind of try and dig into is what is making that happen. Why that arbitrage has moved away from this feast and famine that you mentioned into a more consistently open arbitrage?
1: Yeah, sure. So, so first on the on the U.S. side of the equation, there's two things really that can stop U.S. barrels ending up on ships to North West Europe. The first first thing is domestic pull, so domestic demand. At the moment, there's. There's just no sufficient domestic pool to stop propane hitting the water currently. I mean, there's no real concerns about inventory levels. That's despite stocks actually being quite quite low by histor- historical standards over there. Any domestic demand that is arising is, is just being met by high production there. There's high natural gas prices in the US encouraging as much, and and oil prices indeed, it's encouraging as much production as possible. And uh, the fractionation sector over there, this is whereby um, raw natural gas is split in purity product like propane. It's running full out, uh, so much so that the the big guys in that industry are looking at adding capacity because their units are running full whack at the moment. So massive production over there. Second factor that could stop US barrels loading on ships coming this way are that Europe is outcompeted competed by Asia-Pacific demand because for Europe to get tons we not only have to uh, offer profit to US loaders we have to offer more profit than alternative uh, regions right but Asian demand ha- has just not been that great as to pull all the cargoes away from Europe there's, there's cargoes left on the table for this region it's still the default location for most US exports but the pool simply hasn't been uh, you know as strong as, as as it usually is in large part down to a uh, relative weakness of a chinese petrochemical demand and this is uh, predominantly into its substantial propane uh, dehydrogenation or pdh uh, sector there's there's weak margins or even indeed negative margin margins you know, on pdhs and this has been driven by uh, overcapacity in the sector and also uh, competition from uh, NAFTA-fed crackers for the products produced there, plus COVID-19 lockdown measures uh, in China have, have, have slowed petrochemical activity more generally, given reduced demand for the products produced, polyethylene and polypropylene, as industrial activity over there over there slows. So Chinese seaborne demand, just to put some numbers to the words, China's seaborne LPG imports were around 7 million tonnes in the first four months of 2022, this is up 3.2%, it's up. This is according to Vortexa data, but it's well below market expectations that the start of 2022 would see around 15% growth in the sector. That's all playing into a weak US price, helping arbitrage flows to Europe, but there's obviously another side of the equation, the European side of the equation. And over here, you know, driving demand and prices to support the ARB has been a consistently very, very low local supply. Of course, seen very high natural gas prices in Europe that we're all uh, you know seeing in our in our monthly heating bills here, and, and this is causing uh, refineries to burn LPG as a fuel. Uh, it's it's causing gas producers to simply leave as much LPG in natural gas as they can. This is basically meaning that massive volumes of LPG they're just not they're not getting to market. That's local supply just not getting to market. So this local shortfall has created additional capacity in the region. To take more U.S. product, and it's also diminishing the impact, the any any uh, sort of negative impact of U.S. arrivals on prices that used to sort of contribute to this feast and famine structure. One way to put it would be that you know a lot of these transatlantic flows now they're sort of acting as base load supply to the region rather than extra swing cargoes that can only be booked rarely. It's, it's the base load, and that's why we're seeing these numbers month after month. Yeah, so I guess both sides of the
0: coin here which are making a difference. Yeah. Basically, what's happening in exactly. Europe, but then also uh, what's happening in, in Asia as well. This is, this, you know, last few months or so. Yeah, that's a really interesting and comprehensive overview of the supply and trade flow picture. But then getting down to the nuts and bolts here, what's the impact on had on European prices? Sure. So
1: it sort of depends how you how you look at the market, really. So in, in outright terms, as in dollar per tonne of, of propane terms, prices are very high by recent standards. But that's due to a sort of well a very strong underlying crude oil price which sort of gives propane its flat price direction and that sort of misses the reality of the market because as with all oil products it's, it's propane's price relative to the wider mark, relative to crude oil where you see the strength or weakness in the market and relative to crude oil propane and has been uh, for, for six months now, been on a very steady downward track, losing value relative to the wider commodity market, or oil commodity market. We were about 70% of crude oil on a dollar per barrel basis at the end of last year, when this story sort of started basically, but we're now down uh, nearer to uh, 45%. It's a massive move, huge really. And and this is it's just a natural effect of what we've been seeing demand is being readily met by imported tons and so prices are declining on that basis. Now normally Europe would sort of be a little bit impacted by local and imported tons but that's almost irrelevant really if the supply is coming over, if the supply is there to meet demand and there is excess supply in the market prices are simply going to fall and that's what we see and it just so happens US tons are doing the pushing down rather than local tons.
0: Great. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's relatively really clear we have these these trends in the market. And then, unless I'm mistaken, I don't think we have seen the propane large cargo price above NAFTA in 2022. It's been a discount for the entire, entire yeah,
1: year. Yeah. Heavy, heavy discount. And that and that's for the weak NAFTA price as well. Uh, NAFTA quite bearish in Northwest Europe. Right. Right. You know of its own as well. Yet propane is still pricing at least three figures uh, dollar per ton, at least 100 dollar per ton below NAFTA. Consistently right.
0: Right. And then just to be clear here, we, we're really talking about the large cargo market. We did see some really unusual trends a couple of months ago on the inland product, on the on the rail cars uh, and the premium to, to large cargo, which has, a, if I'm not mistaken, went up to at one point around $700 per tonne. So you can see there's this really this difference between what's coming into Europe versus what is finding its way into kind of the inland and central and in eastern Europe just briefly what is the latest on those on those premiums have they returned more or less to the historical mean
1: they've they've fallen a lot so the 700 was was massive and sort of four or five times higher than we've ever seen they've gone down a lot but there's still big premiums for the smaller cargoes over the the larger cargoes Uh, i think the easiest way to explain it is that we we're sat in the middle of summer but the market is presenting at a sort of winter normal which of course immediately begs the question of what will that premium of rail cars do when we actually hit winter. If we're already at winter premiums in, uh, in mid-June I think the spread has potential to, to yawn quite a lot uh, again as, as heating demand hits.
0: Right great yeah so that's something well, well not great but something that we'll no definitely not great on that, no, <laughs> but yeah definitely keep an eye on as we uh, go into the so and perhaps have a bit of a chat about yeah absolutely i mean
1: winter will be coming into people's minds
0: we'll up, um, yeah
1: sure great okay well thanks very
0: much Pete. That's really been uh, very interesting as usual and we'll catch up again soon
1: cool thank you